This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You are your own mental health advocate. Always, always push that. So you know what? Go to a movie. Yeah, by yourself. Go to a bar. Yeah, by yourself. You know, just go for a walk. But don't do it in such a way that oh, I'm going to meet someone or that, or I feel so weird being by myself. No, you're doing it for yourself. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Bussin, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness. Today, on the last show of 2021, we'll discuss how to prevent injuries and combat aches and pains. We'll find out how to cope with loneliness over the holidays. We'll learn about the holiday gifts that say wow. And lastly, we'll explore tips and tools to maintain your fitness over the holidays. But first, a little bit of business. Is joint pain keeping you from enjoying your favorite activities? New Roots Herbal can help. Whether it's reducing acute pain and chronic inflammation or rebuilding worn down cartilage, discover joint pain relief, Inflaheal Plus, and chondroitin glucosamine from New Roots Herbal. Only the highest quality natural ingredients tested for purity and potency in an ISO accredited lab. Available exclusively at your local health food store. To ensure these products are right for you, always read and follow the label. Dr. Caitlin Richardson is a naturopathic doctor in Milton, Ontario, with a clinical focus in sports performance and injury management. She works with athletes and high achievers who are looking to get to the next level in their sport or simply in their health. She blends her extensive education with her experience in high-performance sports to create effective evidence-based treatment plans that will have you feeling and performing your very best. Welcome to the show, doctor. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. So you specialize in sports medicine and working with athletes as a naturopath and happily, well, maybe not happily, we're going to be talking about injuries and aches and pains. Does that sound right? Yep, that sounds about right, especially going into the winter. So we're starting off with slips and falls and I literally had one yesterday. I hit some black ice while I was walking my dog and uh, took a spill, came down on my rear, which is not that well padded. And, oh, no. and my knee. But some people are more prone to falls, right? Yes, definitely. So it can be something simple, like you don't know the black ice is there. You know, your feet kind of come right out from under you and you smash down really hard. And with, you know, a fracture or maybe just a sprain or in your case, hopefully just a sore knee. No, it was just, <laughs> it was just embarrassment. I quickly scanned around to see if anybody was like laughing hilariously at me taking a spill. My dog was looking at me like WTF, like, <laughs> like let's get going. But other than that, like I was afraid maybe it would be something more, but it, it seemed to be fine. So I was okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. A lot of the time, the reason people aren't okay, especially as you start getting older, is more related to kind of general health, especially bone and joint health. Right. So once you start getting a little bit older, we start seeing more osteopenia, osteoporosis, which are kind of, you're losing that mass in your bones, so your bones are a little bit weak, or even the osteoarthritis, which is, I mean, I think it's pretty well known. It's when your joints kind of start breaking down from that wear and tear. So those people are more likely to maybe not recover as well from a fall or feel it a little bit worse because of the the pain. So the other thing that happens, this is kind of cool, I wanted to talk about it, um, is kind of the mechanical reasons why you might 
see a little bit more damage from some people versus others. Yeah. And that has to do with your muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So people who are a little bit more active and have more muscle in general, their joints are better supported because those muscles are going to actually support your joints. So that's why movement is so key and maintaining movement as you start to age. And the more flexible you are, the more strength you have, the more your joints are supported. The other thing that muscles do is pull on the bones and help make them a little bit stronger. Yeah, you know, this is your first time on the show, but Mm -hmm. we, we are big on the fundamental interconnectedness of all sorts of aspects of your wellness, right? Like I'm, I'm of the yeah. view that, you know, you should be exercising because it builds muscle, which helps with movements. And, you know, you should be stretching and doing balance just as much as you should be building strength because as we age, we lose our sense of balance sometimes. I mean, Absolutely. I, I see it with my mother and I guess I have to acknowledge, I just saw it with myself. Right. And I think if I didn't have good core strength, I actually think I would have injured myself a lot more. Like I was able to sort of catch myself in the fall. And I think that's why I didn't get hurt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's a huge, like you said, core strength is big and maintaining that muscle mass, that's the best way to kind of prevent injury and prevent yourself from, you know, getting badly injured. Right. So let's flip the script though. Sometimes you get injured and then, you know, you're in pain and and then the issue is whether or not you can maintain the exercise that you're doing. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So that's kind of one of those, you know, vicious cycles. Right. Unfortunately, it's pretty common, especially as we start to age, you, it takes a little bit longer to heal from things. And, you know, those aches and pains tend to maybe be around a little more often. So in that case, I usually reach for the supplement. My favorite one is natural eggshell membrane. Um, have you heard of that one? I have, but we haven't discussed it in a while. Can you sort of elaborate on yeah, why, why you take that? Yeah. So this one's my favorite for a couple of reasons. It naturally contains many of the ingredients that, you know, everyone's kind of heard about for joint pain. So things like glucosamine and chondroitin, um, hyaluronic acid, which is very important for the lubrication in the joint. Mm -hmm. So in studies, in both animals and in humans, actually, which is great, it's been proven to decrease pain, decrease stiffness, and there's new studies that are coming out that it might even be um, anti-inflammatory, so reducing inflammation if it is from an injury or arthritis. And the reason I like it so much is because it starts working in about seven to 10 days. So it's always worth a try. You know, if you're in pain, you really want to start moving because we know that will help with the pain, but you have the pain that's stopping you from moving that cycle again, then it's worth a try for seven days, especially because we haven't actually seen any side effects so far in any of the studies from Mm -hmm. the natural eggshell membrane. Yeah, that makes sense. And I I would say we should probably say this. There's pain and then there's pain. If you're experiencing like a sharp pain because you're moving in a certain way or it's resting in a certain way, you maybe shouldn't be exercising. That's distinguished from like the ache of overuse of muscles where you kind of got to keep going and sort of work through that pain. Absolutely. Yeah. The the dull ache, that one's typically okay to, you know, push it a little bit. But yeah. when it's sharp or severe pain, you, you never want to push that. And that one, you really need to get it checked out. Yeah. Sorry to derail your discussion there. Are there any other supplements that you would recommend for somebody who may, who may have pain or may have joint issues to keep them exercising? Yeah. So with the natural eggshell membrane, a lot of supplements will come with bromelain as well. Bromelain is kind of cool. It's from pineapple stem. Hmm. So it's 
also a little bit of an anti-inflammatory, but what's really interesting about it is it can help with swelling as well. So if you did fall, you know, kind of bang up your knee a little bit and there's some swelling, bromelain might be one of the better options to reach for because it can help decrease that inflammation, decrease the swelling, and often that then results in pain and stiffness reduction as well. Hmm. Okay. Are there any foods or is there anything that we can eat that will help us in dealing with these issues with pain and joint, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, absolutely, yes. So anytime that you're kind of making a healthy choice with your food, you're taking a step forward. So to benefit your health and joint, basically yourself overall. So there's a couple that I really love. Spices can be really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Turmeric, which is probably most people know of it from curries or soups. It's a nice yellow spice. Mm -hmm. So the reason it's actually yellow is from its active component, which is curcumin. It gives turmeric that nice yellow color, but it's also anti-inflammatory. So again, when you're decreasing that inflammation, whether it's from arthritis or just falling and banging yourself up, you get a little bit less pain, and then you have to worry a little bit less about degrading the tissues in the joint. And turmeric's super easy to kind of sprinkle on anything and everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have much flavor to it, so you can mix it with oatmeal. You can mix it, you know, like I said, soups and curries. It works really well, too, if you add a little bit of black pepper with it because it's not well absorbed, whereas the black pepper can actually help it absorb a little bit more. I didn't know that. So uh, <laughs> where I shop, they actually have, uh, like, raw turmeric, which kind of looks like uh, like an orange, a cross between, like, a bug and ginger. And we put those in smoothies. Yes. The only thing I would say about turmeric is that it can stain. So you got to use glass and you're, you got to use metal when you're dealing with it. If you use plastic, it'll just turn everything yellow and it may turn your counter yellow. So you got to be careful. Oh, absolutely. And your skin. Yeah. I have seen people with yellow hands before. Yes. You look like you'd be one of the Simpsons. Uh, yes. <laughs> are there any other foods that you would recommend? Yes. My favorite of all time is protein. Mm-hmm. So this one, it's kind of... You'll get mixed reviews on whether people get enough or don't get enough. I find most people don't get enough, especially if they're active or trying to be more active. Mm -hmm. So it's important for everything. I mean, hormones, your immune system, hair, skin, nails, but really important for bones and muscles. And if you're not eating enough, your body is going to start taking protein from where you have it stored in your body. So that's your muscles. And like we said earlier, the muscles are so important for supporting the joints. We really don't want to do that. So protein, the easiest thing to do is just try to get about 20 grams with every meal, so three times a day at least. Mm -hmm. The only reason you wouldn't want to do that is if your doctor has told you to stay away from it because there are some people who shouldn't be getting protein. Okay. Are there any other supplements that you wanted to discuss? I will kind of add in kind of a food, kind of a supplement actually, is collagen. Yep. So this one, I mean, it's also gotten a lot of hype lately. (laughs) Yep. Not only for the hair, skin, nails, and helping with wrinkles, but it can be really helpful for ligaments, bones, joints, cartilage, all of that. And it's something that's so easy to just throw into your coffee, into your smoothie, wherever wherever you feel like having it. You can even bake it into things. Um, It's very heat stable. The only thing that you really need to worry about when taking collagen is that you're eating lots of fruits and veggies with it because you do need certain vitamins and minerals to help absorb it and to help actually use it in your body. 
So generally, if you're eating lots of fruits, lots of veggies, you can use it and really well. So what are the vitamins that help you to digest and, and take in the collagen that you find in fruits and vegetables? I'm just asking because some people don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, but they may feel more comfortable supplementing. So what would you recommend yep. to take with collagen? Yep. So that one, you want to look at vitamins kind of A, C, and E, mm-hmm. as well as zinc and copper. Okay. So if you are getting it from food, citrus fruit, peppers, nuts and seeds, or beans are really good sources of most of those. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you can usually find supplements that have all of those put together into one pill. Okay. Like if you're taking uh, supplemental collagen, is there like a source or a type of collagen that you would recommend? So I usually recommend doing the powdered form okay. because it's easier to mix into your food and, you know, there's different applications for it. And bovine tends to be the best. There are vegan and marine options for right. people who don't eat meat or beef, but I find the marine can be quite flavorful, we'll say, <laughs> okay. and not in a good way. Yeah, no, uh, whereas, I, I, I caught your drift there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whereas bovine will kind of mix in and you really, you really won't taste it. Okay. Are there any contraindications to taking collagen? That one again, so... If you're on a low-protein diet or any kidney issues, you want to be careful with the collagen for sure. Okay, so if our listeners are interested in taking these supplements, where would they go to try and get them to purchase them? Yeah, so definitely I wouldn't recommend kind of shopping online for that. You want to go to your local health food store or even straight to a naturopathic doctor or other healthcare provider. They just will carry, especially the health food stores, they have a wide variety, higher quality products, and most of the people that work there will have extra training so they can kind of help you and guide you. You just really want to make sure that you're getting the right dose and the right quality before you put it into your body. So what sort of things are you looking for when you're, when you're looking to purchase supplements? Like, do you care whether they're vegan or kosher or, you know, sourced in a certain way? Does that matter to you? Yes and no. So vegan and kosher always more so patient preference yep so not necessarily a requirement but i definitely choose as much as possible products that were made in canada one you know trying to support local a little bit more but also we just have stricter manufacturing standards than most places in the world Mm -hmm. so you know that right from the start they're sourcing their raw ingredients and they're following the good manufacturing practices then you also want to make sure what you're getting has a natural product number from Health Canada. You can get whatever you want from the internet, but if it hasn't been kind of looked over by Health Canada, it's probably not something you should trust. And the last thing that I would look for is any brand or product that is tested in an ISO accredited lab. So ISO just basically means it's standardized, so you know that you're getting quality and it's kind of across the board versus them saying they tested it themselves and it's good to go. Right. I know a lot of people are inclined to shop on price because supplements, you know, some can be expensive, but I think it's a bit of a mugs game because, you know, if it's cheap, there's a reason why it's cheap and Mm -hmm. it may not be your best option. Would you agree with that? Exactly. With supplements, you often, you get what you paid for. So sometimes some ingredients are harder to source and that's why they're more expensive and it's really worth spending that extra money and investing in your health. 
Okay, so we have time for one question, and that is if people are intrigued by what they've heard today, but they have more questions for you, how would they go about reaching you? Yeah, so I'm located at a, a clinic in Milton called Osteoathletic, like you said. So I do offer free 15-minute calls just so people can chat a little bit about naturopathic medicine, what it is, and if it's something that will work for them. Or you can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Caitlin Richardson, and I'm happy to answer any questions through the direct messaging there. We'll put a link to you, you and your clinic in the show notes online. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. That was Dr. Caitlin Richardson, ND. We have to take a short break, but when we return, we'll discuss coping with loneliness on The Tonic. The Tonic is brought to you by Purely Natural. Their liquid greens chlorophyll is the only line of soluble, grit-free, and great-tasting greens on the market. Liquid greens can easily be mixed with your favorite drink to provide a sustained natural boost of energy to help you get through your day. There's unflavored, which is great with orange juice. The mint flavor is cool and refreshing. Dark chocolate has all the health benefits of a salad, but with a great chocolate taste. And for that extra detox boost, try activated charcoal and mint. Enjoy the energy. Enjoy the detox. Enjoy the great taste. Purely natural liquid greens. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. After spending more than 40 years on television, Kevin Frankish is in the midst of a reinvention. As a longtime mental health advocate, he's using his experience to reach out to others in a podcast and live stream about mental health called The Happy Molecule. The happy molecule refers to dopamine, one of the hormones produced by our body responsible for pleasure. The focus of his content centers on positivity and good advice as we face the worst mental health crisis in generations. Welcome back to the show, Kevin. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Uh, just just one thing, Jamie. You know, I, I was listening to your intro, yeah. and I know a lot of it we've talked before, and I provided you with a bio and things like that. A lot of it comes off that, and that word reinvention is in my bio. I put it there. But you know what? I'm rethinking that right now. Like When you get right down to it, are we always not always in the midst of reinvention? Isn't, isn't every day kind of our chance to be in the midst of reinvention. And I think I think with the topic we're going to talk about today, it would really bode well for that, bode true for that. Kevin, there's a, a little joke in my family, my daughter and I, we've probably seen the movie Bridesmaids about, you know, 10 times. And there's one scene where the protagonist and the antagonist are debating whether people really change or whether they're the same person and they just grow. And I'm not sure it really matters. I mean, how do you, like, I suppose we could parse it both ways. I'm a believer that we have an essential essence, but within that, there's great capabilities for us to overcome and grow and become better versions of ourselves. Does that mesh with the way you think? Yeah, because, I mean, first of all, there is no doubt about it. Every second of every day, we are changing. We're changing physically. I mean, if you look at the microscopic level on, on, on our cellular structure, it's constantly in a state of flux. It is constantly growing older, constantly changing. Why do we think our brain is any different? It is constantly in a state of flux. It's which directions we choose to take with the change that has the biggest impact. So like it or not, you're changing, okay, but you can have a say in, in which direction you go. Yeah, no, they're, they're, the concept of neuroplasticity I think is one that we've explored here. And I think this is sort of what you're getting at, yes. you know, a constant state of evolution and growth. So there is a stressor coming up that impacts a lot of people and perhaps makes them feel like they're incapable of change or in a rut or 
generally unhappy, depressed, lonely, and, and that's the holidays. It isn't great for everybody, right? Well, there are rules to the holidays, Janie. It, we see the rules all the time in media. You must be happy. You must find the perfect gift for someone else. You must be together with family and friends and laughing. There cannot be any conflict. Dinner is around a table with at least 10 people with, with this shimmering turkey and beautiful food. And people are opening their gifts and they're smiling and they're happy. And nothing is said of credit card bills. <laughs> so there are rules laid down. And that's what makes the holidays so difficult. Because do you know who that applies to? Like, literally nobody. Exactly. <laughs> when you get right down to yeah, it. Yeah, trust me, my family does not operate like that. <laughs> and yeah, it's interesting. I, I guess it's it's this overwhelming desire. It, like It's like an, almost an artificial happiness, right? Like, it's it's a compunction to be something that most people don't feel. That, like, uh, how should I put this? I'm maybe not the best spokesperson for this because I tend to be a glass half empty guy. And I work all the time at being more positive. Right? That's, that's just my struggle. But I think for other people, it's much worse, right? Like, it's a real struggle. I think you're really getting at loneliness, and loneliness needs to be recognized as a legitimate mental health condition. You know, so much so that in Britain, they have a minister of loneliness in the government. Right. Because they know how important it is. Loneliness has been equated to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's the impact it has on your physical health. The loneliness is the same as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And that was that was uh, revealed by the Surgeon General of the U.S. a few uh, years ago. So there is credible evidence to support the fact that loneliness is not just a feeling, but it's also a, a physical manifestation, can have physical manifestations. For sure. I mean, you know, this show, we've explored it in many different ways. I think, you know, when you layer on COVID, sort of limiting people's ability to get together in ways that they would would normally, and then the new layer of, you know, Omicron, and then the new layer of the Christmas holidays and all the pressures that brings, it can't be good. As well, if I could, the, yeah. the, another layer I want to throw in there is the layer of vaccinated, not vaccinated. Right. We have yeah. now families pitted against family members. And even personally, I know of members in my family who will not be spending Christmas with someone this year because of them not being vaccinated. And there's an anger there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a result of the politicization of the issue, right? Which is another topic for another show. But Yes, exactly. And it's going to create more loneliness this year. Well, you know, and it doesn't it doesn't help that, you know, for a lot of us we're left with the internet as sort of our means for connecting. And I have very strong views <laughs> on the values of of the internet for that, right? I mean, it, it's good for some things. But I have to say, I'm not necessarily an advocate. There's a lot of things that I think it comes up short in a lot of ways. You know, and that's that's the thing. Okay, this is where you are the, the looking at the glass half empty person. Right. I'm looking at it as half full. And that is that it is bringing people together who normally would not be together. It's 100%. allowing people yeah. the possibility that if they can't be with their grandchildren, they can at least get on social media with them. So if you look at it that way... Hopefully it makes the internet more palatable, but I, but I can see exactly why you would feel that people who use that, though, as a replacement for social contact, that is it where it falls really, really short. Yeah, I mean, I tend to focus on the fact that I, I believe it's created a new tribalism within our society. Yes. Uh, and, you know, there's no question it's an echo chamber. Like, if you so chose 
you could only hear what you want to hear, right? And you can only read what you want to read. There's no new thoughts or it, it doesn't necessarily, obviously there's all sorts of information. It's all, it's virtually limitless of what you can learn if you're online, but you have to be open to ideas that maybe aren't familiar or comfortable with you. If you really want to keep an open mind and continue to learn and grow, which is where we're circling back to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And and I hate to bring us more down this rabbit hole, but I mean, this is what people do not realize is the word algorithm. And what an algorithm is, is it is your internet. It is your social media. So Facebook, Twitter, whatever it's listening to you. And it's saying, Oh, you like news about right-wing views. Okay, all I'm going to give you is news about right-wing views. You're right. You don't get to hear the other side. So all of a sudden, first of all, you're not getting a balanced presentation. But at the same time, you're starting to think, wait a minute, the rest of the world is like me and they think just like me and this is bad and this is good. Black and white, that's it. Yeah. And I think that builds on anxiety. So now, Kevin, now that I've filled everybody's glass half empty, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking to you to, help, to fill it up. So what are some things that, that you've come across that you would recommend for people who are feeling alone or isolated? What are some of the things that we can do to help with that? Okay. You know what? I'm going back. Do you remember that Saturday Night Live years ago in which William Shatner was a guest host and he came on and he was at some sort of Trekkie convention and getting asked all these typical Trekkie questions, yeah. you know, yeah. just the d- deep, deep dive. And do you remember what he said to all those people? I'm going to give you the punchline. You do it. He said, get a life. <laughs> and you know what? As funny as that was, you know what? There's some seriousness there. It's like, okay, folks, yeah. there's life out here. Get out into it. So I, you know what? I think it's a little bit of tough love sometimes with people who are lonely. Okay. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit there and say, I'm so lonely and tell all your friends, I'm so lonely and tell your family, I'm so lonely. Oh, poor me, poor me. Okay, I get it. It's not pleasant. It's not good. But what are you going to do about it? Because no one else is going to do anything about it. I'm sorry. You know, they may do some some token gestures towards you, but you are your own mental health advocate. Always, always push that. So you know what? Go to a movie. Yeah. Yeah, by yourself. Go to a bar. Yeah, by yourself. Yep. You know, just go for a walk. But don't do it in such a way that oh, I'm going to meet someone or, that, or I feel so so weird being by myself. No, you're doing it for yourself. You know what? I'm alone right now. I'm going to treat myself just something nice, a movie. A, I'm going to go out for dinner. I'm going to go out to a fancy restaurant, sit by myself and not give a damn about what people are looking at me because I'm going to do it for myself. I promise you, if you can make friends with yourself and come to terms with yourself and accept yourself, I promise you the feeling of loneliness will lessen. And what's going to happen is you're going to attract people. I guarantee it. You adopt this attitude for a month, two months. I guarantee it that people are going to be drawn to you because you like yourself. Now they can like you. If you don't like yourself, how can someone else get along with you and talk with you? It's great. I, I would even take it a step further. So I'm I'm a bit of a narcissist and, and I can ruminate. And I find the only way to get out of those funks where I feel sort of like a self-loathing or, you know, a woe is me is to actually do something for somebody else. Yes. Oh, it is remarkably freeing to get out of your own head and just like doesn't matter how you're feeling as terrible as you feel. If you can do something for somebody else, I 
guarantee you, you will feel better. Yeah. Guarantee it. And that's another way of getting out. Yeah. Well, I have nowhere to go. Well, do you know how many charities are, there are out there that need volunteers, that need help? You know, there are countless places that you can go once a day, once a week, once a month, whatever, even working from home. And that makes you feel good by helping someone else. You meet other like-minded people. And all of a sudden, you're not so lonely anymore. Kevin, I know you have a lot of good information on your website. For our listeners, can you fill them in on where they should go to get that information? Yeah, it's thehappymolecule.com. It's also a, a, a podcast, The Happy Molecule. And the idea is to talk about positivity. We've all had the negativity, enough negativity about mental health. We need positivity. We need to be reminded you're not alone. And even though, you know, it's ironic, isn't it? We're talking about loneliness and we're trying to get that message across. You're not alone. Well, you're not alone. In fact, there's a whole army of lonely people out there just like you. And, you know, we got to get these people together. Agreed. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Always a pleasure. That was Kevin Frankish. We have to take a short break, but when we return, we'll discuss the holiday gifts that make you say, wow, on The Tonic. Hi, this is Jamie Buston of The Tonic. If you enjoy The Tonic talk show and podcast, you'll love The Tonic newsletter. With links to the podcast and articles from the magazine, the newsletter will also let you know about upcoming health and wellness events, curated articles from across the internet that expand on the health and wellness topics important to you. There's contests and prizes and so much more. Best of all, it comes directly to you. To subscribe, be sure to visit thetonic.ca. The Tonic newsletter, you know for what ails you. You're listening to The Tonic on Sumer Radio. Carlisle Jansen is a sex therapist and founder of Good For Her, Toronto's premier sexuality store and workshop center. She's the author of two books, including Sex Yourself, and you can find her educational videos and TED Talk at carlislejansen.com. She can be contacted at carlisle at goodforher.com. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Hi, Jamie. I'm so well, thank you, and always a pleasure to be here. Yep, always great to have you. This is fun. So like, there's a couple of shows yeah. that we do, like Naomi reviews cookbooks as gifts, and we're going to go in a little different direction for gifts with you, right? Aha, uh-huh. yes. Well, you could create some version of a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't know if we're going to go there today. but So this show's all about personalized gifts, right? Yes. Yeah. So well, I got to tell you, I've got no skills like that. Like I've got lots of creative <laughs> skills. Nobody wants a handmade gift from me. Nobody, like nobody, not even Naomi. And she loves me dearly. We're celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary in a few, right. in a few days, but I am not making her a damn thing. Well, and so, you know, you don't have to be artistic. You don't have to be really good at making things. Part of it is the effort, but yeah. also it doesn't have to be complicated. I think that's the key, is that we think that we have to create this beautiful work of art. And sometimes even the simplest little thing like baked cookies or pulling together a bunch of photos, right, doesn't require a lot, a lot of artistic skill, but can True. be very significant. And it shows thoughtfulness and care for what's important to them. Obviously, that's a good point. I'm, I'm, I'm joking around. And I, 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 I know. You know, so so rather than undermine you, let's come. You, you have some great you have some great ideas that I think actually everybody would be really thrilled to hear. So where do you want to start? So let's start with um, like a gift of yourself. Okay. And again, you don't have to be the creative one. You could 
do some fun boudoir photos of yourself. And this is not just for women. Men can be the subjects of really fun photos. Or you could plan a date where you both are in the photos together. But, you know, you just want to make sure that you're not um, ending up with any violated consent about like, oh, I thought it'd be okay to share these with my friend, right? Um, That these are just for the two of you. But you can write like a sexy fantasy story, um, maybe a fun time that you had together or would like to do. And again, you can you know, present it in a really fun way. You can print it up in a fancy way. You can sort of give a little basket of things that would enact a fantasy. Um, You can write a love poem. You can make a video. You can go racy, but you can go more tender and loving. So however that works for you, again, you don't have to be talented in any particular way for these. Yeah, those are all great ideas. And you're right. You don't have to be super creative to partake in any of that. You can you can get a good photographer to take the boudoir pics instead of selfies, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Okay, so I've heard of people sort of giving like little gift certificate books to people, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, a free makeout session or a free massage. What do you think about yeah. that? I mean, those are great, and, and you know, uh, those are an easy thing to do. But if you want something that wows your partner a little bit more, you make your own coupon book. And again, it doesn't have to take more than an hour of your time, mm-hmm. but you can have personal references about, you know, using your favorite lavender oil or um, uh, pleasuring you with your favorite toy. You could do, like, a full-body massage to their favorite album. You could describe the bubble bath that you want to do or, you know, the makeout session in a, a particular location that you know is important to your partner or that brings back memories. You can also get racy with, like, sexual positions and roles and locations. You know, the only thing about these is I think so many people have these books and they sit in a drawer and they're like, okay, how do I pull out, like, I want a massage now, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously not a great idea right after an argument, yep. um, unless you've had some really good, deep, heart-to-heart, vulnerable makeup where you both feel good and on the same page. But you might want to then check in with them and say, hey, I noticed you haven't redeemed any of your coupons, you know, Saturday would be a great day to do it, right? Give them that permission that it's okay to redeem them and that just because you gave it to them however many weeks or months ago that it doesn't still hold for you that you want to do these things for them. Yeah, and I would add, you know, you make sure that those coupons are marked non-transferable, right? <laughs> 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 yes, that's or, or maybe that, or maybe that's your thing. I don't know. You know, unless it is, yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah, that this is this is designed for the two of you for e- sure. Exactly, because you know that's the lawyer in me, Carla. I can't help right, myself. Right? You know, all course, the all course. all the caveats, all the conditions <laughs> would be printed in the back and small, small print. print. Exactly, yeah, yeah. you'd have to take like a microscope out and have a look. <laughs> What's next? What else would you recommend? like a collection of memories. So a scrapbook or a photo book, you know, you can um, get these online where you put um, a whole bunch of photos and they have the pages and you just line them up. You can also include things like um, theater ticket stubs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can add captions. You can, you know, put them in a store-bought frame. You can make a frame, although that's a little more complicated. Um, Those digital photo players are really great. And again, 
you can add a personalization to them or just have them as photos themselves. But, you know, when I've done this for my partner, for other people, there's a lot of appreciation for them because, A, it helps them to have those memories all in one spot, and B, they can see the effort that you put into it. And that goes a long way to feeling um, like, wow, you cared enough to do this. So it's Naomi and my 30th wedding anniversary in a few weeks. And so for the 30th, what we did, our first date, very romantic. We went to the racetrack, but Naomi actually kept the ticket stubs from our first date. And we actually hired an artist who does photorealistic art. who's Mm. actually going to recreate the ticket stubs so that we have a permanent record, which is like kind of like what you're saying here, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a permanent record of our first date. So yeah, I get it. Beautiful. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, you know, not everybody keeps all of those things, but you know, you can even do, if you don't have those ticket stubs, you can create one. And so it's like, I have this memory, right? Yeah, no, no. I was just sort of, it was sort of a riff on the memory, right? Like, yeah, it's great. That was sort of my point. What else? Yeah, yeah. Where do you want to go next? So, you know, we all love to feel appreciated and we think (laughs) that we tell our partner um, that we love them and why we love them. But I find that you can't do that too often. And so a a classic easy thing is all the reasons why I love you, right? 40, 50 reasons, print them out on a piece of paper, handwrite them. You know, you can even get creative and write them individually on on each cookie or, you know, have a little note or something that they have to open up in sequence. But people love to know why you what you love about them. We forget or we think that those things are from the past. So appreciations are never too much. Yeah. You know, even in the moment, I mean, obviously we're talking about gifts, right? And this Mm -hmm. is this Mm -hmm. is a way of, of sort of taking the notion of being appreciative of your partner and I guess creating some, like a, a permanent expression of it. But, but I, act, I agree with you. I actually think it's, it's very important to let somebody know not only that you do love and appreciate them, but why. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And for things that are not just the stereotypical, right? Especially, yeah. you know, for, for women, you know, you're so beautiful or comments about their bodies. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, great. Right. But what about my mind? What about how funny I am? What about how diligent I am at or you are at, you know, preparing the kids' lunches or creating fun dates for us or polishing my shoes or whatever it is, right? Yeah. That those all little things mean a lot and they don't have to do them. And so appreciating them also makes it more likely that you're going to have them happen again. I agree. So your next idea is a little experiential, yeah? So consumable. So, you know, you can create, well, I mentioned cookies already, but, you know, you can find great recipes online for like homemade aftershave or hand lotion or massage oil or soap or, you know, candied nuts or heart-shaped cookies or chocolate-covered pretzels, whatever it is that your partner would like. And then, you know, just using um, an empty jar that you have around, just wrapping it really nicely And, you know, if you're going to make something like a hand lotion, you know, what's their favorite scent? What's the consistency that they like? You know, I just heard recently that a lot of deodorant now has harmful chemicals in it. So you can make homemade deodorant and give it to them for their health. 
as well as effectiveness is always important. Yeah, that might, um, that might be a, like a strange message to send somebody <laughs> who you love. Here's a deodorant for you. Like I, if I got deodorant as a president, I might have pause. But yeah, okay. But if it was handmade and with some lotion or uh, shampoo or something, right? It might be kind of nice. Sure. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on, Carlisle. What's last on your list? <laughs> so I'm just a little home decor. So anything like melted wax into a decorated container so that you have a fun new candle. You can paint, you know, um, a frame. So just a regular wooden frame, but paint it with your with a color that will work in the room. You can take an old wine or vinegar bottle and you can make it into a nice vase or you can usually get those mugs that you can put a photo on or a quote on or there are some that even like you can do new ones every day so you write a new thing so every morning with their coffee they get a new like this is what I love about you or here's my inspiration for today you know you can put special stones for the garden or planters you can make coasters out of wood like you know there's lots of different things that maybe you need around the house and then when it's got a, a special something to it when every time you walk by that stone in the garden you're going to remember that you know your partner did this for you that that they put some time and effort into it that it has some significance for you and it can be just a nice little breath of fresh air in that moment fantastic idea and of course if you're not creative and you want to buy some some fun <laughs> presents they can always go to your place which is good for her right That's right. We have lots of ideas and you can come up with um, some creative ideas, just putting a bunch of things together that says, hey, I value our pleasure and I love you and you're sexy and let's celebrate. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. What would you like to discuss next in the new year? We are going to talk about different kinds of resolutions for the new year. Fantastic. We have to take a short break, but when we return, we'll discuss maintaining your fitness over the holidays on The Tonic. Big Carrot is a worker-owned natural food market that's been committed to local, organic, non-GMO, and sustainable food systems since 1983. They're a one-stop shop offering produce, grocery, bulk, body care, and holistic dispensary. The juice and smoothie bars and kitchens serve up hundreds of healthy dishes and drinks daily. Building community is at the core of their vision, which they deliver through education, outreach, and giving. They want everyone to share in the goodness they offer. Visit their website for more information at thebigcarrot.ca. I'd like to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Omega Alpha. This company is 100% Canadian owned. Their team consists of allopathic and naturopathic doctors, nutritionists, researchers, and other scientific professionals, all led by their CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Formulations are created on their 40,000 square foot facility located in Toronto. Omega Alpha uses only the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, visit OmegaAlphaInc.com. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Dr. Stacey Irvine is the co-founder of Totem Health Science. The philosophy and identity of Totem Health have been greatly influenced by Stacey's love of athletics and her passionate belief that everyone will benefit from a healthy, active lifestyle in their own unique way. Through her work as a chiropractor and strength and conditioning specialist, Dr. Irvine's clientele ranges from beginners just starting out on an exercise program to elite and professional athletes 
looking for advanced rehabilitation and training program strategies. She's also a frequent guest on the show. Welcome back, Stacy. How are you? I'm great. Happy to be here. Happy to be here too. We're heading into the holidays and I don't know what that means in your family. In, in my family, it just means like everybody's back from school and they have full expectations of going out for nice dinners the entire break. And then like we make a big New Year's Eve bash with lots of food And you know what? You know, it's a struggle to keep up with your fitness when you're busy eating and drinking and having fun and doing stuff. Is that that the way it goes in your house? There is no question. That is the way it goes in my house. It's all about the food. It's all about socializing. You know, we come up even with like holiday cocktails, holiday menus. Like we are really into it. Yeah. And there is also no question it's a struggle. It's a struggle to maintain your fitness during this time. You're waking up often hungover and tired because you've been up late, which is great. This is all part of it. We need to have this break and we need to enjoy ourselves. It's funny. If you think of the exercise as a chore, then like intellectually, if this is your break time, right? Like, isn't it break time from your workout schedule too? I mean, some people feel that way, right? Like it's okay because you're going on holiday, whether you're going away or not. You you know, it's okay to maybe take your... What is it? Your your hand off the throttle, your foot off the pedal, whatever yeah. it is, you know? Yeah, I, I think that that's 100% true. And I think that that's where we can get into some problems with this time of year. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, too, a lot of people suffer from depression and loneliness, and they just may not feel like doing what's good for them, you know, like getting out and exercising, even though it's probably would be the best thing for them to do just to get your bum out of bed when it's dark. And yeah, it's dark. I I have a heavy sigh on that. So I just did a post on my Instagram yesterday and it was about my own struggle with doing a really good workout. Yeah. Right. So all during this pandemic, 20 months, 20, no, we're like 23 months. I stopped counting. Yeah. Okay. So I was able to stay active, okay? Mm -hmm. But as a gym owner with this constant doom of, you know, going out of business and all my friends' gyms closing their doors for good, there was a lot of depression associated with that. Watching my three teenagers locked in their rooms on their screens all day, slowly deteriorating, there was a lot of depression with that. And my post was that I had just made it back to the gym for my first real heavy workout Oh wow! in 20-some months. Wow. So for me, um, who knows all the research and knows all the science, I just didn't have that extra level of motivation to really push myself. I was active. I was out walking. I was doing things with my dog. I have a home gym like you. Yep. I was doing the lightweights and all that, but I hadn't gotten back in to do the heavy bench and the heavy squats. I just didn't have that extra push to yep. get there. Well, this post had people writing me saying, you know, I got tears in my eyes when I read it because I, they've all said I've been feeling the same way. And I've been feeling really badly about myself because of it, that I'm lazy, that I'm kind of a loser, that, you know, I just can't get my stuff together, right? Right. And I think that that's the worst type of mindset that we can have when these things happen. Number one, this pandemic is a big challenge. Number two, the holidays and many other things add stress. They add stress from family. They add stress from a million different things. Don't feel badly about yourself because the schedule isn't going exactly the same way you want it to. Or don't feel badly that, you know, you're not getting all the exercise in that you need. 
What you need to do is look at it from a science or a real analytical way and say, okay, how can I be better tomorrow? Yeah. Do I need to get a better sleep tonight? I have a huge dinner coming up. What can I do during that day to kind of counteract what's going to happen at night? I'm a firm believer in heading into the holidays in the best shape possible. Yeah. So that you can kind of coast through. You know, there's that one week that's yeah. like pretty intense, kind of between Christmas and New Year's where everything's and, shut down. And it's also like my wedding anniversary during that week, too. <laughs> it's like like a triumvirate of like yes. drinking and eating and, yes. you know, like, yeah. Yes. Right. And I really, truly believe we need that. We need those connections with yeah. people. We need those connections with each other. We want to enjoy it. If you start today or tomorrow when it's not quite as busy, we're not in that week yet, and say, you know what? During this month, I'm going to get in five extra workouts prior to those holidays. Yep. I think you're going to head into the holidays and be like, okay, I missed that day. But you know what? My mom's visiting. We're going to go on a huge two-hour walk through the city. Right. And that's how we're going to counteract the eating and drinking. I'm not going to hit the gym. I'm not going to do bench. I'm not going to do squats because I'm just not, you know, I just don't have the mindset for that. But I can go for a walk. I can go out to the park. I can go watch kids tobogganing. I can go with my dog. So we take those lower level activities and we replace our big gym workouts with the lower level, but staying active. Meet with friends. Say, you know what? I'm going to walk to your house. I know your house is 45 minutes away, but I'm not going to get in my car because I know we're going to be drinking and eating. I'm going to walk. Then I'm going to walk home and that's going to help my hangover and it's going to help me feel better the next day. So so I think it's a lot of trying to work out really in an analytical way. What can I do? I'm highly regimented. Like Naomi is constantly making fun of me. Like like I, I get anxious if my schedule's thrown off in any way. And for me, I have days of the week where I know I'm going to work out and days that I'm not. I have five on days, two off. And that works for me yes. Right? Yes. At, yes. at my age. And that's changed over time. Yes. If I miss a day, I have to think about it. I get, I don't get anxious, but I have to think, okay, how am I going to make that up? And for me, I just, like you're talking about taking one day at a time. I take one week at a time yeah. and I kind of say to myself, okay, so I missed my Tuesday. Yes. That means that off day that I sometimes have, that's not my off day anymore. And it's just going to be a little different this week. And yes. I have to maybe, you know, if Wednesday is a weight day, well, maybe it's an aerobic day because I know that I'm piling on days in a different order. So you just have to plan it out. But That's I think- an excellent strategy. And so the piece that you don't do, which I think is the most valuable piece, you don't go, oh, Jamie, you're such a loser. Yeah. No, that's separate. I still do that, <laughs> but for many other different reasons. Right. I don't beat myself up anymore. And, and I recognize there are different ways to get where you need to be. And I think, you know, like with everything slowing down, I agree with you. Go for a longer walk if you happen to have a dog. And I know we both do. Take your dog maybe to an off-leash area and let them run or, you know, go a little bit longer, dress a little warmer, go for your first skate of the season. There's outdoor rinks. There's one in my neighborhood, you know. Amazing. Go play shinny. It's such great exercise. It's so much fun. There's so many fun things, but you you do kind of have to plan. Yeah. And I do think, you know, we talk about this falling off the wagon concept. I do think that people blame themselves too much. We are set up in an environment that's not designed to make us really active, right? We're sitting at work. We're often sleep deprived. All those things are working against you. So never feel emotionally that you've made a mistake or, you know, you're such a bad person. What you need to do is like what you've done is look at the week. Okay, 
I screwed up these three days. I've still got a couple left. What am I going to do? How am I going to turn it around? All you might need is one really good workout and you're going to get yourself back on track. Yeah. I think the other thing is it's time for New Year's resolutions, which, which I hate because they never work. I mean, it's very rare. My dirty secret is when I lost my 52 pounds, it really was a New Year's resolution. <laughs> but, but very few people have the willpower that I have. And honestly, it's a recipe for disaster. Yes. So I was thinking people use this time. They'll say, you know, it's like your last great hurrah. Like I'm going to gorge myself on turkey and goose and desserts and drink and whatever else you're going to partake in. Because January 1st, I'm going to be a I'm going to be a good little boy and a good little girl, and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to exercise. But the truth of the matter is you're not setting yourself up for success. Why not start early? Like, why wait for January 1st? Why not get into it before? It's your pre-New Year's resolution, right? Like, if you really have to go in that direction and just say to yourself, if I can make it through the holidays while I'm keeping up my exercise, January and February are going to be a breeze, right? Exactly. I agree with you completely. I don't think New Year's resolutions are great. Yeah. I think they, again, there's things that set people up for failure because you're kind of putting this line in the sand and saying, I'm going to do this. And then what happens when it doesn't work? And right. then you feel badly again. I totally agree that it's more about analyzing where am I at today? Yeah. How can I be a little better? Right. What's my strategy for the holidays? I want to enjoy myself. But to me, part of enjoying myself is feeling better yeah. and having some energy to be with my friends and not saying like, oh, my God, I got to get dressed to go to this event again. And I'm right. so exhausted and I haven't got to work out in. So really enjoying the holidays, the strategy involves some movement. We know we have to move a bit every day to feel good. So how does that work in your holiday planning? I think it's a really crucial thing. I've got another tip, and that is if you've got holiday presents that you don't want, why not swap them out for some exercise equipment or like an exercise outfit that makes you feel good? Right. Like there are certain outfits that I wear for certain workouts. That's how crazy I am because I can look in the mirror and I think, hey, you know what? Not bad. Like, you know, I love it. it's not aspirational. I'm not trying to lose weight so yeah. I can look good in my clothes. Yeah. Get clothes that make you feel good when you're in Reward them. Reward yourself that way. Get a good pair of like shorts. Get a, I agree. Get that piece of equipment that you've been waiting to get. I mean, the prices for equipment right now are like yes. super outrageous, yes. but get something little. Get a BOSU ball. You know, have somebody buy you a TRX yeah, and hang it on the yeah, wall. Yeah, a beautiful new yoga mat. That can change your exactly, day, right? You right. unroll it, you're like, oh yes, I want to be on that thing. A hundred percent, I agree with that because I also think we sell a lot of gift certificates during yeah. this time of year, and I love that. You're not kind of polluting the environment. You're not getting yeah. more stuff. You're giving someone an experience, and I really believe in gifts that give someone a new experience, and now more than ever, and also that encourage someone to be a little bit healthier. I always say it shows that you really care about them when you do it in a nice way. Agreed. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Pleasure. Have a happy new year. Same to you. And I'm going to announce the winners. that we, we held a contest a little while ago. The winners of your fantastic book are Kareen McGraw and Mary Saw. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thanks to all my wonderful guests, Dr. Caitlin Richardson, ND, Kevin Frankish, Carlisle Jansen, and Stacey Irvine. And thank you all for listening to The Tonic. You can listen or download this episode as a podcast with full show notes, contact information for our guests, and links at thetonic.ca. To find out more about the show, you can always follow us at It's The Tonic on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. For great articles written by amazing health and wellness writers, be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. The November-December issue is available free on racks at over 100 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in Toronto, west of Victoria Park. 
or you can visit our new website, thetonic.ca. If you're interested in providing feedback or suggesting topics for the show, you can always email me at jamie at thetonic.ca. On our next show on New Year's Day, we'll discuss the health and wellness issues that are important to you. Until then, this is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy new year. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.